Oh, hi, hi. That's what you're going to choose to be called. <laughs> I thought it was quite catchy. It is, it is catchy because it's very cold there. <laughs> also, <laughs> I'd like to point out that the New York teams are ranked 31st and 32nd if we want to go slanging mud at our towns. Yeah, but we have no illusions about that. That's true. You do. Yes, but I also have some pink drank. Oh, I have red drank. So, Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. What's happening? I was regaling. Oh, yeah. I was regaling Sam with a mistake that I made. What? What? What was the mistake? Well, I um, Emma asked me to clean the sink yesterday. Yeah. And I was just sort of like giving it a scrub with a wipe and all that. You know how you usually do. And then I was oh. like, this sink gets blocked fairly quickly, so I'll I'll just check. You know, the interior. The aperture's quite small, things get stuck, the water's not draining as quickly as it could. So I get all the sink mechanism out, right? And I'm cleaning around inside it. And then I tried to, I thought that I'd put everything back in correctly. Right. And what I'd actually done is I'd not affixed the plug mechanism underneath the sort of head of the plug. Perfect. And so what we sort of, what we came out with in the end was that I put the plug into the plug hole thinking that when I pressed the button, the plug would bounce up and it didn't. And I now can't get it out of the sink. Oh Oh, no. (laughs) So I have a sink that just fills up with water and I have to like, like scoop it out, like ladle it out into the bath. (laughs) Another sink. Yeah. Just into the bath. Welcome to Stiff Upper Lip, the NFL podcast by Brits, with me, Ed Wilkins. Me, Emma Hebron. Me, Sam Long. Me, Tom Chappell. Excellent. Lovely. Has <laughs> my fantasy team has gone to shit. I've fucked in, it. In what way? Uh, oh, well, firstly, at the end of last episode, I left in a hot tip for anyone to draft Alan Lazard, who's kind of replaced or did replace Devonta Adams for, for Green Bay. Uh, he is now out indefinitely because he had surgery yesterday. Yep, he did. He did indeed. He, so good good. He tip. looked like hot shit. And also, Kareem Hunt is questionable. Who else is questionable? Like, a lot of my team is questionable to practice. No, they were questionable. Wait, they didn't practice. Ah, is today Friday? Today is Friday, yeah. This has flown. It really has, hasn't it? Okay, Kareem Hunt is questionable. Noah Fant went out of the Jets game with... I don't know what he went out with. Was that an ankle thing? I don't know. If you click him, you'll find out. I know. Yeah, it was a minor ankle injury. Hopkins didn't practice, but that's not unheard of for him, I guess. Uh, Fournette didn't practice. Carson is not... He had a limited practice. And Al Mozart will maybe not be back this season. That's that's so. less than ideal. My my team uh, suffers quite a lot because I have a lot of Steelers. Um, however, I am I am on my bye week because we have an odd number of players, so yeah. I don't even have to worry about that team. I just have to worry <laughs> about my three other teams. I imagine, I have, yeah, Steelers heavy I, also. Yeah, I mean, considering that I wanted to drop Austin Hooper this week, and in the leagues that I have him. 
I have Eric Ebron and Jordan Reed on my t- on my roster. Jordan Reed's ended up on IR, and Eric Ebron is now currently uh, in COVID bye week because mm. of Tennessee. So who knows, really? But we'll we'll cover the Pittsburgh Tennessee situation. Yes, I yeah, guess. Yes. I guess when whenever gets here, I guess. Um, Emma isn't actually joining us today. It's going to be a fellowship of three. Ah, okay. Ah. I know. I know. Dips on Sam. I was going to say that I would be happy being Pippin. I think, I mean, Tom strikes me as kind of a Frodo-esque figure. I, myself, see, you know, I think I'm a little Samwise Gamgee. I feel like you don't fit into any distinct, <laughs> you know. There's no there's no hobbit that can carve out a niche for me. <laughs> no. So who, um, who am I? Of the, of the Lord of the Rings? And be, be sort of general, generous. Don't be like, am I Gimli? Oh. Let's be frank. Am I Gimli? I was going to say Fatty Bulger. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not only is it a niche reference, it's also mean. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to talk about my fantasy team, but I won't anymore. <laughs> shall, we, okay. shall, we, shall we wrap up what the fuck happened in, in New York last night? Yeah, let's do yeah. it. Two teams played each other. Two teams that... <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought we best laid the groundwork. I mean, we might have some new listeners. So this is a podcast okay. about American football. And not American America soccer. is a country. <laughs> Countries are... <laughs> no. Um, yeah, it was Broncos-Jets last night, and it was... Yeah. 37-28 Broncos. Yeah, it was a classic MetLife turd bowl. <laughs> yeah for, for want uh, of a better word it was just i mean the whole the whole thing would be honestly better the whole game if you like played it at four times speed and set it to benny hill music because that's yeah. that's all it should be yeah there was there was a lot of sort of clown ball as my as my good friend Stu, who may or may not be listening likes to call it he, he refers to basically any instance of nfl shithousery as clown ball so that <laughs> this entire game was just Straight up clown ball. Yeah. I feel like shithousery is kind where incompetence could be used. Mm. Yeah, shithousery implies fault, whereas no one was really out to no one was really at fault in this game except for Adam Gase, who <laughs> continues to have employment. It's, Somehow. Yeah. His quarterback was running for his life. Have you ever seen Sam Darnold so scared? Yes, but usually horror movie uh, poltergeist-related incidents. Right, okay. Yeah, I but mean, there is a general this, air of fear. This game, to me, was the definitive Sam Darnold is not the issue in New York. It has always been Adam Gase game. I know that you're not big on Sam Darnold by a country mile, really, Ed, hmm. but Sam Darnold wasn't at fault here in any way, shape, or form, I don't think. No, I actually think this was, crazily enough, one of his best games as a Jet. Oh, comfortably, which put, basically points out exactly where everything is going wrong in New York, and that is coaching and, and back office. Yeah. I mean, when when you're on a third and 30, you know, either your O-line hasn't helped you or you've committed stupid penalties, right? So that immediately sends a red flag. Then when Adam Gase calls a check down on mm-hmm. third and 30, mm-hmm. when I, not a screen pass, not like a, you know, not like a short pass where something's going to break big. No, just 
a check down over the middle to the running back and it went for four yards. You know what the worst thing about this game was is the fact that the Jets almost won. Yeah. They they were they were not only ahead in the fourth quarter, but they then got the ball back after the Broncos went downfield and sort of scored a field goal to get to get in front. They had the chance. They were at midfield and on, on fourth down, the O-line went to shit. The wide receivers were nowhere to be seen. The tight end disappeared and Sam Darnold was sort of thrown to the wolves to the Broncos pass rush. But if he'd have got across midfield, because Sam Ficken actually had a very good game for New York, I think. And yeah. so did Brandon McManus. The, both kickers. And in fairness, all of the special teams units for these, for these two teams did their jobs. And that's yes. all you can say about either team, really. It's a pity that the offences and defences for both teams did not fulfil their end of the bargain. Yeah, the, the Broncos' secondary is, is wildly disappointing this year. They have quite a lot of potential good talent out there, and there just isn't any production on the end of it. It's, it's really rough to watch, actually, really. Yeah, I've been surprised by a lack of production. You're right, from Justin Simmons, AJ Bouye, all of these players. I think is Chris is AJ... Harris still there? Uh, no, he's in um, he's in LA now. He's a Charger, but he's yeah. on IR now anyway. So and AJ Bouye is now on IR as well. This is the year of the Reaper, isn't it? I mean, I say it so often, but how many players, how many starters are on IR? I reckon it's probably about an average of like three per team. Well, you've also got to factor in that all of San Francisco and all of Philadelphia is on IR, well, including saying, probably yeah. the mayor of Philadelphia at this point. But we'll come <laughs> on to that later. Yes. But yeah, Jesus. Uh, yeah. One, one, one other thing that I do want to point out is, is um, I have forgotten his first name because of how very unheard of he actually is. But uh, Ripien, the Broncos quarterback from this game, their Big third Brett, Big Brett Ripien, that's the one. Uh, is he the nephew of a, of an NFL player as well? Yeah, he was a Super Bowl QB a while back. Is Mark Ripien? Yeah, the, yeah, he's a nephew. Yeah, he. I I made a note it, sort of midway through the second quarter, being like, "Oh, he actually looks like a competent quarterback. There are some good throws here." And then he threw a terrible interception to Pierre Desir, who. Played it very well. And then on the very next drive through a pick six. So I was like, well, thanks. Thanks, Brett. Thanks, but no thanks. You've ripped up my entire note and scheduling for this fucking game. (laughs) God, it's just a mess. Make your way back to the bench, sunshine. But yeah, yeah, he looked fine. He looked like one of those players who's always going to have a job. Yeah, he'll he'll show up somewhere. uh, Probably. Uh, Maybe... Maybe probably as a Lions backup at some point, actually. Yeah, everyone, everyone has a stint at the Lions. <laughs> actually, yeah. Tom, this, this reminds me. I did have a bit of a quiz to, to wing your way, Ooh, see if you're interested. On, so I was doing some research, just general NFL research the other day for an as-yet-unnamed project. Okay. And it struck me, you know Case Keenum has spent yes. eight years in the NFL? Yeah. He is on his sixth team in those eight years. And I was wondering if you could name those six teams. Uh, I can name Vikings. Vikings, uh, technically Redskins, but Washington. Case Keenum. Uh, Denver. Has he ended up in Denver? Yeah. Yep. He had that um, one season there. Has he played for the Dolphins? No. No? Ooh. This is interesting. Bills? No. Oh, wow. No, I, I can't think of any other... Yeah, so he's currently in Cleveland. Okay. He had 
two periods for the Rams and two right. periods for the Texans. So he's played for a different team every single year in this last eight years? Yes. Oh, my God. Right, okay, so uh, there we go. What, what a man. I don't know whether or not we can really even describe him as a man. He's just sort of like a, a fucking traveller now at this point. He's like yeah. more more caravan than man at this point. <laughs> He's Josh McCown 2.0. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Speaking of sort of Josh McCown 2.0, um, Joe Flacco has ended up in, in New York. How the fuck did that happen? When, when did that happen and why did it go so unnoticed? I think he's he's been there for a long while now. I think when, or he certainly he's been there since the start of the season. But I think I just when had, I had no idea. I think when Denver went all in on Drew Locke, they sort of said, you know, here are the here are the here are your marching orders, Joe Flacco. You can fuck off, type thing. And he sort of went to the Jets. You can go flack, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Speaking of the sort of injuries, and just to finally wrap up this game, unless anyone else has anything to say. Um, MetLife Field has come under quite a lot of scrutiny recently, which is that basically every team that goes there has ended up coming away with huge casualties. Quite a lot of them actually end up being turf-related. Is MetLife Field the reason why San Francisco has no team, why the Steelers don't really have a right tackle anymore, and why the Giants don't have anyone? I'm going to propose an alternative theory. It's Adam Gase's black magic. <laughs> what do you think? He's put like a voodoo case on it. Yeah. Just the moment that he got hired, that was it. Like MetLife Stadium has just become... The turf monster now resides in MetLife. Why do you think his eyes are so crazy? It's because he's wondering who he's going to hex next. Let's let's play a game, shall we? Which, which high-profile uh, MetLife-based player is going to end up getting injured next week at well, the hands who, of Gase? Well... Ne- it's next week. So is it is it the Giants or is it the Jets that are at MetLife next week? It is uh, at MetLife. Jets Cardinals. Please don't take Kyler Murray from us. It's going to happen. Adam Gase is going to put a, a wicked voodoo curse and both quarterbacks are leaving the game. <laughs> well, I mean, Sam Darnold briefly left this game and our hearts were in our mouths and then it turns out he was fine. But yeah. Yeah. Shall we get on? With some, uh, with some week week four. Shall we spin the predictinator? Yeah. Okay. At this point, um, there might be a, a wheel sound, perhaps like a. Uh, maybe or, not. Or not. I yeah, can just read. It. Yeah, because that'll be a fucking nightmare to to hunt down. I'm just trying to save us all editing time at this point. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're doing the right thing. Also, Sam hasn't spoken in like five minutes, maybe. I can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. I don't know what happened. I've been talking for the past, like, ten minutes. Oh. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because he sort of froze, and I just saw, like, Sam the cat uh, just in front of the camera. So maybe Sam the oh. cat is the man, put, well, the being putting a spell on MetLife and Sam's, I got, Sam's internet. I got some gems in there. Did you? About, do you want to just, just chuck them all in now, and we'll just... Patriots, eh? I, I, said, I said something about... Kyler Murray and Sam Darnold both going down next week and Adam Gase's eyes getting a bit more wild and terrifying because it traps the souls of dead men. Perfect. Um, yeah. Oh, I thought, who started in place of Mackay Becton? This is another point, actually. Yeah. Yeah, because he didn't the Jets, start. The Jets fucked it here. 
Yeah, like, it, I don't understand how... Because he came on, what, like, the fifth snap of the game? It, it wasn't even that far. It was the second snap of the game. Like, if he's not fit enough to start, don't start him. Like, a, a, a team with so little kind of talent as the Giant, not the <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it begins again. <laughs> Maybe a little Freudian slip. Um, <laughs> a team with so little talent as the Jets have, like for it to be managed that poorly is mind-boggling. Yeah, Do you know like, about this, Ed? Uh, I did know that he came in on the second snap, but I've got to, I've got to be honest with you, I assumed he was like having a wee and was late out the tunnel or something. Is no, that not he, the... he was, he was, he was declared... Yeah, his, his shoulder wasn't fit enough to start so they got they told him to get dressed in case of an emergency and on the first play the the starting tackle went out courtesy of adam gase's uh, basically just quest to ruin the new york jets he's actually doing better <laughs> than bill belichick has been doing with his quest to ruin the jets but they then just said okay so Mackay, you, you just get dressed come on so he he basically played the entire game but it doesn't count as a start because he, he came in after the second, second snap. But the he was kid. like holding his shoulder like after plays every, like all yeah, game and on the bench, play. like he was not fit to be in that game. Well, the Jets have got a bit of a history really with mismanaging yeah. sort of injuries. Who was it that uh, famously um, only just left the Jets but was like a sort of pretty long-serving uh, player for them he got fucked over by them playing him even though doctors hadn't cleared him and then cut him when he was then injured yeah it's Coleccio Semele that's the one yeah so it doesn't um, surprise me that the Jets are fucking shit at this I mean the thing that surprises me is the Jets have managed to alienate their first round pick in as little as few as three games <laughs> <laughs> like oh just it boggles the mind I saw something the other day, and it's like Adam Gase is trying to speed run how to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> but he's being met by the toughest opposition, which is an incompetent GM. Yeah, yeah. But it's oh, it annoys me so much. I've had to stop watching press conferences with Adam Gase, and it's not because of his weird eyes, and it's not the fact that his <laughs> he goes from like looking like he's been down a mine to looking like a naked mole rat, but like. It's because <laughs> it's because no matter what, he will blame his coordinators or his players. You know, he, he just throws his players under the bus all the time, saying that his his scheme is great and the players don't fit the scheme. It's like, well, change it to fit the fucking players, you dick. Well, if you sort of look at where Adam Gase has been before, he was he was in Miami, and uh, if you look at what Ryan Tannehill's been able to accomplish ever since leaving. Adam Gase's sort of wistful ownership and terrible scheme. Uh, Adam Gase ruined Ryan Tannehill and made him look like a bum for five years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. now and now Ryan Tannehill is being able to flourish. He's now he's taken one of the best players in the NFL and ruined him and made him look like a bum for sixteen million dollars a year. You've you've got a, a what number three draft pick or was he picked fourth overall three years ago? Made to look like a bum, and no doubt when he leaves and joins an actual organization, will probably flourish. Why is Adam Gase still in a job? Mm-hmm. Fire Adam Gase. You've you've not even you've just dipped your toe in the list of players who've been much better since Gase left. I mean, we're talking Jarvis Landry, Devante Parker, Mike Kosicki, pretty much everyone in Miami. 
Yeah. It's hard to believe that this is the guy who took Peyton Manning to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> I hate it. I genuinely hate it. It's fucking... What a stupid sport. <laughs> what a stupid man. Uh, anyway, we, we really should get on to some predictions. We should. Oh, did you hear me talking about Brett Rippon? No. No. Do yeah, you his, name, his name's Brett. He's the nephew of the guy who won the Super Bowl with Washington in... I can't remember what year. Super Bowl 26? This is excellent mm. note-taking, Samuel. Yeah. I thought he looked quite good. So Until he threw two disastrous picks on back-to-back drives. I mean, you know, you can't have it all. <laughs> it's the he, was, he, was, he was an undrafted quarterback, and it was his first game. That is true, actually. Yeah. 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 And he is a nondescript white man, so like two of the New York Giants quarterback criteria is satisfied. Mm. Oh, I mean... I mean, we here at the Stiff Upper Lip podcast absolutely adore a nondescript white man. And speaking of, I, I recently found that Eric Dungy <laughs> started tweeting again. Oh. <gasps> He's back on? He's back on Twitter. Oh, so Welcome back, Eric Dungy. All hail Lord <laughs> Dungy. <laughs> we still need to get him to do a fucking recording. Oh. He'd probably say no. He probably no, would. Yeah. He wouldn't. What say if we Dungy. paid him? We have to at least try, because then we'd get all the... the Eric Dungy traffic from Google. That's true, actually. <laughs> we would. All one of them. <laughs> to be honest. Lion Saints, everyone. Lion Saints. Oh, God. I think the Lions might eke out another win, if nothing else, because I think Matt Patricia needs it. You know what's funny, Sam, is I'm looking at the spreadsheet and you've you've just said I on know. the podcast that... Do you want me to change it for you right now? Um, can you? Yeah, I'll, so, I'll do it for you. Are you yeah, joining yeah. me in Motor City, Sam? I think I am. <laughs> this, this, aside from my, you know, my feelings about the New York's, I mean, the New Orleans. <laughs> I'll, I'll just start that again. Aside from my opinion on the Saints, I actually can't see past the Lions on this game because the Saints, sans Alvin Kamara, have been hot trash. Mm, yeah. The secondary keeps getting torched as well. I mean, it sort of goes under the radar, but there's so many teams that have just passed over them. Uh, Marshall making Derek, is, a, is a shell of himself. If you're making Derek Carr look like a competent, deep threat quarterback, then you're probably a fucking terrible secondary. So, yeah, that checks yeah. out. Yeah. So, you know, that Detroit passing offense is kind of, it's subtly quite tasty. So I think we could see a, I think we could see a Detroit win here. Mm. You know what? You've actually convinced me. I'm joining you both in the in Motor City. I was actually, to be fair, when when I was making these calls, I was I was very much eyeing up a Lions W on the day because I've I've pointed it out on group chats and I'll continue to say it. Drew Brees' arm has gone. It is shot. Put Jameis in. Just let him do it. And if they put Jameis in, then uh, then that'd be a fun team. I'd, I'd, the Saints would go from one of the blandest teams in the NFL right now to one of the most exciting teams. Jameis Winston is good for football. Yeah. But this, I mean, that outfit, I mean, that strip, whatever you call it, is still puke. Yeah, it's garbage. Which Although story? Alvin Kamara is looking very good in it right now. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a tasty little running back, isn't he? Watch him get like comeback player of the year because he had such a bad year last year. Comeback player Alvin Kamara with comeback yeah, exactly. player of the year. Yeah, you you can <laughs> telling you right. 
trust me, the NFL fucking loves a big name that's like gone away for a year and then like comes back, but they'll never give it to an actual comeback player like Matthew Stafford, who deserves it. God damn it. He's deserved <laughs> it for four years now. Oh, I'm sorry. You're never going to get me off the Alex Smith for comeback player of the year. <laughs> He's not even playing. doesn't matter. He could have died. <laughs> His leg injury was that bad. He could have died. <laughs> the fact that he can stand, I'm like, oh, I'll give it to him anyway. Way. Never mind the fact that he's throwing. Yeah, it is, it is, it is touching to see Alex Smith uh, stood back up on his feet. But Matthew Stafford's deserved it for that long, that, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Anyone is is a bomb in comparison. Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford to the Hall of Fame? Question mark. Yeah, fuck it, do it. Uh, <laughs> Get him in there. Just, just for that, just for that one drive that he he had against Cleveland in one oh. of the most underrated games of all time. <laughs> Between like two, like one and four teams at the time, it was, and he he with a dislocated shoulder led a team to a like with a touchdown. What a fucking man, Tom! It wasn't even a dislocated shoulder; it was a separated shoulder. It came out yeah. completely. Yeah, that was it. So yeah, he he threw the pass and immediately just went, "It's out! It's out!" and just sprinted <laughs> off the field with like his <laughs> arm just dangling. What a man! What a hero! It is true, and now. From one man to another, the first Ballot Hall of Famer, Tom Brady, and his Buccaneers, um, who are this year, sorry, this week, are featuring the Chargers in the stadium with the big pirate ship in it. <laughs> I am the lone Charger fan here uh, with with this game, and I think it's because I would I'm love still for the Chargers to win, but I don't I don't see it. <laughs> I just I think that the Chargers have got one of the best sort of one-two punches in the running game, and their defense has played very well uh, against. Well, they've played against some pretty fine teams. They've they've definitely shown their might, and I, I just Tom Brady can't handle pass rush up the middle. So what are the Chargers going to do? They're going to just shove everyone straight up the middle and force him to roll out four yards. It's such a cliche that Tom Brady can't handle pressure up the middle. If that was the actual, if that was the actual way to stop Tom Brady, then Tom Brady wouldn't be Tom Brady. If there was actual, oh, we'll just put nine men in the middle and they just all rush straight forward. Well, no, you can't. You obviously have to do a little bit better. But the Chargers have got a good defense. All right then, but let's flip this on its head, Tom. The Bucks have the best run defense in the NFL. Ooh, bar none. No, they have they have the joint best. That's right, Tom. And who are they joint with? I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna mention them until we until it comes to until it comes down <laughs> to it. Because you're gonna make a point about it, but you know that I'm right. <laughs> I do, you big bucky crab. Exactly. Right. But I do agree that the Buccaneers' run defense is stout and fierce. So uh, it's it's gonna be an interesting <laughs> game. I'm I'm excited. He's just trying to will a good Chargers performance into existence because you've got a Keller on fantasy. Yeah, a Keller, a Keller, a Keller, Austin a Keller. Yeah. Well, to be fair, I used when I first started getting into the league and I first saw his name, I thought it was Ecola. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah, Austin Ecoli. No, just I mean, just to go back to Stout and Fierce. Did you know that that was actually the name of mine and Sam's rap group? Stout and fierce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was stout and he was fierce. I hate everything I mean, about what I've just heard. We were like salt true, and pepper. But... <laughs> Except we were salt and salt. Right. I don't know. 
I think I'm a bit peppery. Salt and mayonnaise. <laughs> Salt and chalk. Oh, you have you have a weird thing with pizza crust. Me? Yeah. What's that's weird? just why is that come to your head now? How do you how do you how do you eat your pizza crust? Normally. I feel like you dip them in something. Yes, or your I do. pizza generally. What? Yeah, I dip I dip my pizza in mayonnaise usually. Why? Disgusting. Dipping because pe- dipping pizza in stuff is fine. I can see mayonnaise being a suitable thing. No. It's obviously no like suitable dip, like a garlic and herb kind of deal. But yeah, well, I don't. I, I don't have garlic and herb lying around in the house. My other dip choice is sriracha. That's a good pizza dip. Make some sriracha mayo. Don't just fucking go in straight with raw mayo and like <laughs> raw mayo. <laughs> raw mayo. Isn't that just an egg? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't everyone? <laughs> Fry up some mayo to, to slap on. <laughs> some mayonnaise crisp. Yeah, first you have to catch the wild mayonnaise. <laughs> Grapple mayonnaise. <laughs> right, oh, okay. Scrambled mayonnaise is what I'm going to call Tom Brady from now on. Scrambled mayonnaise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big, big scrams. He has a face like someone just put some mayonnaise in a condom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put a little thing on my phone now <laughs> to remind me that this episode is being named Mayonnaise in a Condom. So, no, Tom Brady looks like mayonnaise in a condom. No, I think if you give it, I think if you give it too much, too much, too much context. Right, okay. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Mayonnaise in a condom. There we go. Bengals, Jags. Yeah. Oh, this was a, this was a tough one. And... It was a it was a three way challenge because like it was a challenge. Oh, are the Bengals going to win? It was a challenge because oh, are the Jags going to win? And it was a challenge because oh, do I really care about this one? And like <laughs> the problem is that I am now starting to not care about. I'm already starting to see Cincy failing Joe Burrow. I'm already mm. starting to see Minshew become a sideshow attraction to sort of. The abject failure becoming? of Jacksonville. Gardner Minshew was a sideshow uh, attraction last year. Well, what what I sort of mean is that you know, I think no one no one thought that they were getting a franchise QB when they drafted him in the sixth round. You know, I think he's great, and to be honest, I I think that he has the tools to be a franchise QB, but it's pretty pointless if you don't have a franchise. That's a good point, actually. I did wonder where you were going with that because. <laughs> Um, just one second, guys. I think the meeting is due to run out, which is weird. This has never happened before. Every day, one man must sit on the floor in some pillows next to a clothing rail in a spare room while his colleagues sit on a comfy bed with appropriate seating for just £200 in total. We can get this man a chair and a table so that he can podcast in comfort and not need to stretch his groin every week. Please, please pledge as much as you can or as much as you really want to to this poverty-stricken boy and help him afford a table and chair. Please go to http colon forward slash forward slash www.stiffupperlippod.com forward slash the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal thank you and please donate what you can to this unfortunate boy thank you this has been a message brought to you by the cleft chinchilla appeal appeal foundation if you would like to know more please visit our website 
Thank you. Just while I've got you, just you, do you think Vince Wilfork would make a great third member of Tenacious D? Hmm. No, I, I see Vince Wilfork more as a, don't, don't take this the wrong way. I genuinely mean in terms of the music that I think Vince Wilfork actually listens to. I think I could see him being in NWA. Yeah. Yeah. I do think, though, that uh, Sheldon Richardson would make a good third member of Tenacious D. Damakong Sue, perhaps. Yeah. I think that those guys are more into their into their metals, but yeah, yeah. I think Big Vince is like an old school hip hop kind of guy. I can see it. I can see it. Yeah. Or maybe he's just like the guy in every eighties rap group who has like it sort of dresses a little bit like how Big Nasty dresses now, but like more white and more gold star kicks cousin. <laughs> I'm bad. <laughs> I like your name, funny. Sam. Not funny. <laughs> Not funny. I mean, there's got to be something better out there. Well, you'd think so, but apparently not. So, did we did we get to a reasonable place at Bengals, Jack? Do we feel like we need to go on with it, or shall we move on? I reckon we can probably um, just move I on. I feel like, I do feel like you've been quite hard on a Jacksonville team that I still find quite fun to watch. Well, James Robinson's fun, and Gardner Minshew's fun, but name name one other fun player. I mean... Those were kind of my go-tos, so I get your point. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sam, like, don't even name another fun player. Name another player. They are so... The Jacksonville Jaguars. They are so nondescript. Miles Jack. Yes. DJ Chuck. Do-do-do-do-do-do. And we can have guard Andrew Norwell, but it doesn't mean they're... It doesn't mean they, like, make us leap out of a seat. Mm. Well, mm. Andrew Norwell sounds like a guy that owns a factory in a Scooby-Doo episode. Yeah, he really does. What about uh, is it is it Michael O'Shaughnessy? Uh, there is an O'Shaughnessy. Yeah, I don't. I can't remember his first name. I'm pretty sure it might be Michael, but he's just a very nondescript white man. Yeah, a white end, as I'm going to also start calling. Him. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. Texans Vikings. Go on, Ed. Texans. Yeah, Sam, what? have you picked the Texans? I can't see yours. You so Sam, Sam picked the Texans as the demo, and then me, you, and Beth have all gone Vikes. I think the both teams, right? It's possible to come back from an zero and three start, zero and four, blow it up and rebuild, right? Mm. <laughs> Neither team is a team that should be blowing it up and rebuilding because they've both got enough talent in sort of places to win now. I mean, I feel like what with the Hopkins trade, the Texans. Don't really have much of a passing attack, and their rushing attack isn't that great. I mean, I think since his first game, I think is it one point seven yards per carry that David Johnson's had. It's not good. Yeah, to be fair though, he has played in those two games. It was Ravens Steelers as well, so they've both got quite good front mm. front sides of their defense, especially. I guess, but even so, I mean, I still think the Texans are wanting on offense outside Deshaun Watson. I, th- I think the Vikings have enough. But I think that if we continue to falter, then it's 0-4 and it's a lost season. Yeah, I in, in, in a project that we will talk about later, I've actually had a look at basically every 0-3 team. And <laughs> for, for this game that is between two 0-3 teams, I think it's the most deceptive pair of 0-3 teams that I think have ever matched up. I think the Vikings have been terrible in one of their games. And that was the Colts game, and the and the Texans were terrible against the Chiefs. But aside from that, they've 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 played just tough 
teams, really. So, deceptive. I don't think that either of them are making the playoffs, but... Eh. The Vi- the Vikings secondary has been terrible for three it's, straight weeks. Yeah, it's it's been a it's been an awful secondary. I think to be fair for both teams really, because the Texans one really hasn't been anything anything special. No, the only difference is for the Vikings that's a surprise. Well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I I think the Vikings will have a, at least a bounce back game. Like you've mentioned, really, they they deserved something from the game against the Titans while also not, whereas the Texans, I don't think, have really deserved anything from any of their games quite yet. No, no. I mean, I and, think their schedule is a little tough to try and draw that from them. Mm. But then, you know, playoff teams find ways to win, don't they? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I certainly don't think they're a playoff team, but I think it's hard to extrapolate that kind of deeper a kind of look from, you know, the three teams that they've I guess so. Against. I guess so. But I mean, they both know that they <laughs> have to win this game, or it'll be a putrid season. Mm. Yeah, like like two raccoons fighting in a trash can. That's exactly what it is. It's, it is the sort of like the last nacho, isn't it? Like if you don't get this, you are fucked. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna starve <laughs> over the win. <laughs> yeah, precisely. Um, right. Okay. Dolphins. Seahawks. And pretty straight across the board, we've all gone Seahawks. Is there anything else we really need to mention to preface this? Has Beth gone Dolphins? No, Beth actually went Seahawks. She's she's realised the error of her ways, and only just after the Dolphins actually won a game. So I've got no idea what she's doing. Why if this is the week that they really pull out all the stops? Well, they pulled out all the stops last week with Ryan Fitzpatrick doing everything (laughs) in his power to will them over the line. And yet you guys still don't agree with me that Ryan Fitzpatrick is the most fun man to take the field every week. No, 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 no. (laughs) There's a difference between most fun and best. Okay. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the most fun man in the NFL, but he is absolutely 100% not the best. And that's my issue with your wording. Okay, well, okay. Best let, is a very absolute term. Yeah. Okay, then let this will fine. This will be <laughs> this will be the best game of the week. Oh, hundred percent. You get Russell Wilson throwing fucking seventy yard shots every fucking down, and then you've got Ryan Fitzpatrick just like leading the charge with his majestic beard of glory. Yeah. The team Honestly, has a, it wouldn't surprise me if like difference. sorry. No, go for it. I was just gonna say it wouldn't surprise me if like this week, Ryan Fitzpatrick comes down the tunnel on like a hog. Just so, because <laughs> like it's the only this man cannot be cooler. Did you see his uh, his post yes. post game press conference where he was wearing like uh, a sort of purple Hawaiian flowery pla- uh, pattern shirt? <laughs> yeah, with basically every button bar the bottom two undone, just full on showing off the chest. Yeah. Wearing a pair of shades, uh, he's fucking. I've uh, yeah. I've never Good seen on. a man that looks like more likely to pull a switchblade during a game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but then he'd use it to like floss his teeth or something cool. Yeah, he's he's not stabbing oh, shit, anyone. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, <laughs> pulling out all the funds. <laughs> 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 Throws a TV um, and just like going from potentially the best. Well. Absolutely the best game of the week to a game which I didn't know how to call. 
Cowboys Browns. Yeah, you appear to have picked a draw for this one. I have. I've picked a tie, and I think it's because I don't trust the Cowboys to win a game that they could win, and I don't trust the Browns <laughs> to win a game that they could win. Yeah, the the best way to describe this is that these are two teams who seem intent to intent to lose, but are attempting to do it through winning. (laughs) Yeah, they they Uh, are uh, the. This is the most Jekyll and Hyde game in the NFL, I think. Yeah, what were you going to say, Sam? (laughs) Just the thing that Ed said about their intent to lose by winning. (laughs) Well, I mean, look at them. They're so. Both teams are so offense heavy. Yeah, they're so top heavy in both of those teams that they are they've forfeited all defense to try and like stat the sorry stuff the stats of their new QB or their franchise QB, and it's just it's becoming so clear when you watch the Cowboys secondary getting torched every game, or you watch the fact that because the Browns have no linebackers, any quarterback can just sit and throw five yard passes into the hole. Well, the like, thing. The thing about both of these teams' defenses is that where good teams tend to have assembled like a unit, like the the Ravens potentially have the best secondary in the NFL right now. You've got like the Steelers with the best front, potentially best front seven. You've got the Bucks who've got a unit of like run stuffing heroes. You you look at both of these two teams and they have assembled individual players who are brilliant and given them no instruction whatsoever and no leadership or guidance or scheme and they are <laughs> being taught left, right and centre by everyone that they face. Yeah, I'd go along with that. That's a pretty mm. fair assessment. I do think, to be fair with the Cowboys, they have at least got the slight excuse that some of their best players on defence, like Leighton Van Der Esch, are, are now out uh, through injury and that potentially has been what's hurt them. But yeah, there's there's no scheme there whatsoever. No, the, it's just bad. There's no, there's no point trying to make up for it, and there's also no, there's no sense in really predicting this game because it could go any way. I have picked the the Browns just because I think Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb will make it too interesting. But one hundred percent, this could be a Cowboys win. Yeah, that's why I call it the Jekyll and Hyde game. It's you don't know which team's going to show up. You don't, you don't know whether or not you're going to get the Cowboys team that racked up forty in week two. You don't know whether or not you're going to get the Cowboys team that fucking sucked ass every other week. You don't know if you're getting the Browns team that showed up and got torched to fuck by the Ravens or if you're going to get the Browns that demolished the Bengals. So who the fuck knows? Who knows? And with that, we move on to Panthers Cardinals, which I think is like quite an interesting game Mm. because it's... It's two sort of the the two most recent guys who are trying to bring like college invention to the NFL. That's that's why I like. I think this is an interesting game between Matt Rule and Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, I, I've I've said that Kingsbury's got the edge, and I think it's because they are further along the college experiment line. And I don't where the Lions got really aggressive with their pa- uh, well play calling on defense last week, and that was what sort of got in Kyler Murray's face a little bit. I don't think that the Panthers have got a defence that is capable of that. So Kyler Murray, I think, is going to run riot. And DeAndre Hopkins is just going to... He's, he's, a, he's a sort of... Uh, I can't remember the, the exact term for it, but, you know, sort of when a guy gets a lot of plays and they, they volume volume wide receiver, if you get him involved as much as he can, then he's he's fucking incredible. If he starts. If he starts, yeah, he's currently questionable right now, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. See, this is the problem. I think that 
the Panthers' offense outside of Teddy Bridgewater isn't that good. Mm. But the worry is that the Cardinals have sort of assembled a team that's full of like flat track bullies, like good against people who are equal or worse, but not very good against teams that are marginally better. Yeah, that's true. Although to be fair, the the Forty Niners were marginally better, and they they did pretty well there. It's 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 just going to be yeah, another. Mm. Another game that's tricky to call, unfortunately. That's that's the joy of sports. You've got no fucking idea what's going to happen. Just just one thing before we move on. Did you see that um, Isaiah Simmons had fewer than ten snaps in the past two games, and it's not through injury. It's because they don't trust him yet. Which is really kind of, yeah. He was our he was our sort of um, I think our joint draft darling. Yeah. So here's hoping he can sort of resurrect his career. I mean, I know it's very, very early and you, stars take time to bed in, but here's hoping that he can come, become that electric playmaker we saw in college sooner rather than later. Because I think that might be the final piece this Cardinals team needs to become one of the best teams in the NFC. Yeah. I, I, I do rate the idea a bit, really, of sort of giving a little, a little bit more time. Because um, he, he got burned quite bad against the uh, the well WFT, really. There was sort of a couple of instances where, sort of, I mean, obviously it's Terry McLaurin who was doing the burning, so to be expected, he's one of the better wide receivers in the league, but he he just didn't quite have the right coverage skill, unfortunately, to, to really deal with it, and he wasn't being utilised in the pass rush, so. Yeah, I, I agree. I hope I hope that he can overcome this initial sort of rookie... Call it a blip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And we shall True, move on to we shall move on to bears Colts battle of the large mammals. I've gone Colts here, and it's because in the same way yeah, that I, mean, I value the Texans and Vikings as deceptive zero and three teams, I think that the Bears are a deceptive three and zero. I think a lot of people are jumping on the Nick Foles bandwagon, and while last week he was. Very impressive when he came off the bench against the Falcons. Nick Foles is impressive coming off the bench against teams that have no secondary. So, I mean, unbelievably good clutch quarterback. I don't see him being the face of a franchise. I think the Bears still aren't really that good. And in the same way that we all thought that the Packers would regress to the mean last year, and then they'd sort of never did. I do actually think that the Bears are going to slowly start to regress to the mean against the Colts team that, to be fair, after that week one loss against Jacksonville, have looked mighty fine out there. I'm just going to kill you. But I'm yeah, <laughs> they, um, they certainly, you know, got the cane out of the cupboard and gave the Vikings a thrashing. But like, it's, yeah, I've picked a draw in this game because I genuinely don't see a winner. I think the, these are two teams to finish, like destined to finish second in their division. I think... Why not? Why not give him a draw? You know, I, I'm excited to see what Foles can do. But yeah, I don't, I don't think the I don't think the Bears are going to maintain this form. I don't think necessarily it's regression to the mean. I think they'll drop games here and there. I think they I think they're better than they I thought they were at the start. And I think they're one of the teams that's had the sort of schedule where where they are now is actually a realistic interpretation of where they could be. But I, yeah, I still I still this game has close one written all over it yeah they're they're definitely better than the three teams that they've beaten don't get me wrong like i'm not saying that they are a bad team by any stretch of the imagination i've seen like power rankings putting them down in like 20 and i'm like no because you've got the falcons higher than the bears but the bears literally just beat the falcon why why yeah. they're not yeah. a bad team they're just not I, uh, 
I need yeah. a little bit more to get behind Chicago right now. Defense is still looking pretty solid, really. Uh, it's just offensively, I just can't, I can't see it. Just not yeah. this week. Do you have any thoughts on this game, Sam? Um, I think Nick Foles makes it a lot more exciting to watch, but mm. I don't know that I have that much more faith in him to kind of push them forward as I did Trubisky. Okay. I don't think he'll make the difference as often as, you know, you might have thought if you just watched that the last quarter of that Falcons game. Yeah. 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 I mean, what we've sort of got to remember as well about about why probably in, in Emma's case and in a lot of Chicago fans, I mean, they've got a reason to be excited. Nick Foles has he's oh, won certainly. a Super Bowl. He's, he's an acceptable level quarterback. He's not a complete bum. But I just, I've not seen... Nick Foles over a substantial enough period of time that has been at a high level. I've seen him sort of hovering around just about average. Like there's a reason why he ended up as a backup quarterback in Philadelphia. There's a reason why he's ended up in Jacksonville and there's a, there's a reason why they've got rid of him again. Yeah. and I, th- I think that f- even though he has a Super Bowl MVP to his name, I think there's still a need for Nick Foles to prove it. Yeah. Because no doubt, like in that in that sort of five or six game spell where he came in for Philadelphia and and bossed it, that's at the end of like a four year stint in Philadelphia where they were looking to replace him. Yeah, yeah. There's there's no there's no argument to be had there. He's been a backup QB for most of his career, but I think I think he can be a franchise QB. I just want to see whether he sort of makes good on that. Mm. Yeah, whether I, he can last a full season, which has never happened. But I think we yeah. should probably move on right now to a, a very, very, actually a very, very hotly contested game between Washington and the Ravens. I mean, these are two of the, this is one of the more sort of local derby games in the NFL. And I think that often goes under the radar, just the yeah, fact that actually. both of these teams play in Maryland currently. Yeah, we've all gone Ravens to win because, <laughs> I mean, we're not we're not stupid, but the the Washington offense, aside from the game against Philly, has been very, very poor, I'd say. I think it's one of the worst offenses in the league. I I, I don't get excited about Dwayne, uh, Dwayne Haskins. No. And I don't get excited about it. Yeah, I don't get excited about Antonio Gibson. The only player on the offense that I'm excited about is Terry McLaurin. But... Uh, yeah. I mean, Dwayne Haskins, I think he... He is running out of time, you know, because because his rookie season was deeply underwhelming. And I think this season is going to be, it already looks like more of the same. I mean, his performance against the Browns was one of the worst QBs. And certainly up there with uh, Cousins and Wentz as being the sort of the worst games by a QB that we've seen this year. Mm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, we, we go Ravens because they're a, a class above. But I think the Washington football team... You know, this is going to be an interesting thing to just put them under a microscope and just see, you know, where are the holes and where is this team starting to rebuild now under Ron Rivera? Yeah, because if there's if there's a team that you want to face that will show you exactly what you need to do to improve, it's, it's Baltimore because they are pretty solid across the board, but like they are good across the board. It's not like they've got any real weaknesses themselves. So Their only weakness they, appears to be Pat Mahomes. Yeah, that's that's literally it. So like, Did you see that uh, Pat Mahomes' mum complained to ESPN because the announcers kept calling him Pat? Yeah. 
Yeah, and his name is Patrick, and she she'll put that on Twitter that it was it was a no no. So we're sorry, Patrick. We've also I, called you Pat on a many occasions. I, I will like continue Patty. calling. Hey, Paddy. I'm not sure. Paddy Mahomes. Patty. Actually, yeah, that does. Yeah, well, Pat, Patty Mahomes. Patty Homeboy. Paddy Mahomes sounds like a sort of Gillingham striker. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're thinking of Paddy Madden. The I am think, I'm, I'm thinking someone very Paddy similar. Madden. <laughs> Paddy Madden. I am desperate for a wee, boys. So if you want to move on to Rams-Giants without me, I will join you again for the game of the week. That's fine. I mean, what do you mean the game of the week? (laughs) We already called game of the week. It was Dolphins-Seahawks. That's the that's the most fun game of the week. This one is the the game of the week. This one's the okay. one that everyone's sort of like, oh, spicy. Yeah, true. Okay. Uh, Sam, back in three. Mm. Rams Giants. I think the Giants are going to get absolutely steamrolled. <laughs> I like how you are thoroughly accepting now of your fate. <laughs> There's no point, you know. I don't want to be. Like, you know, other hosts, which I will leave unnamed and be, you know, wildly, naively optimistic about the the chances of an 0-3 team going forward. But yeah, yeah I, I, I do not see any way in which they could touch the Rams, who obviously, you know, the, the Bills had a fantastic kind of offensive second half last week, which kind of shoved them over the line. But I think the Rams have looked pretty great, like better than I expected them to look. And uh, yeah, I don't think the Giants will really have an answer for anything that they can conjure up. Because, mm. I mean, with the Bills, it wasn't really the second half, it was the first half. They jumped out to like the 28 to 3 lead. And as we all know, 28 and 3 is like the cursed scoreline at this point. <laughs> you basically, it's like the equivalent of 2 0 in, in football, where if you go 2 0 up at half time, then you're going to end up losing 3 2. And. If you go 28 to 3 up at any point, you will get come back on. Um, <laughs> but uh, the Rams, I do agree. They they are one of the better teams in the NFL. They they control games in a way that I don't see the Giants being able to stop. Yeah. I, think, I think the Rams are steamrolling this one. Uh, yeah. Although, funnily enough, Beth disagrees with all of us and has said a Giants win, so... Maybe Beth's a bit of Giants fan than me. Probably not. She's pretty <laughs> been prescient on a number of sort of controversial picks, though. I mean, yeah, yeah, she's I sort of... She's gone against us on quite a few occasions, which, uh, you know... I did... I, when, when we were going through our picks this morning, I was sort of questioning every single one that she made, apart from, like, two, so... Usually a good sign. Yeah. Shall we move on to... Potentially the game of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's do it. Chiefs Patriots. I mean, why? Why this game wasn't the prime time game? <laughs> Not a clue. Maybe they. Maybe when they were doing the schedule, they thought like we all thought that the Patriots were still going to be bad, forgetting that Bill Belichick has been in this position before and now has a completely new weapon to use mm-hmm. and a completely new sort of power running scheme that we've not we've not seen in a long time. Yeah, we're seeing Bill Belichick go to a sort of traditional smash mouth offense at this point. And it's fun too. Like that's <laughs> it's been a while since the Patriots offense was actually as fun as it is now, even though it seems to not really have much talent. Yeah, because uh, I I didn't used to like the Patriots first and foremost because they were they were perennial winners and it was boring. 
but I hated them because they were really boring about it. Like in the same way that I don't like this current Saints team because it's just, oh, we're going to throw like a five-yard completion every fucking down and then occasionally run it for two yards and then like not break anything big and, oh, boring. Whereas now they they look like a threat and I'm enjoying the power run scheme. I enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, that they are fun to watch. The Chiefs should have enough in this game, but that that's sort of reliant on them having the ball, which I think New England can do a really good job of sort of keeping the ball from them. Yeah. This is the worst bit about them having a power run scheme now, by the way. It's, it's, they don't have to give the ball back to you anymore. That was their only fault when they had Brady. It was like, well, they're going to do like five yard passes and it will move the ball downfield pretty quickly, but at least it'll stop if he incompletes it. It will never stop. They'll have like 40 minutes of possession every fucking game. Yeah. The, 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 Patriots have sort of turned into a, a steamroller of sorts. Yeah, which is really fucking annoying. But yeah, I don't I agree think that'll that... matter too much about the two, like against. I guess so. I mean, the Chiefs can score points. Too, they move. Oh, sorry, Sam. You said yeah. that again. I didn't. You didn't quite catch it. Oh, I was probably just agreeing with you. No, no, no. Say your piece. That's okay. No, no, I wasn't. I Say got it. By Sam. I got distracted by Sam's ass on the screen. Ah. <laughs> For the listeners, Sam is referring to his cat and not his own ass. Oh yeah, that should be stated. Probably worth probably worth jotting that down. What else is there? Anything else interesting about this game? It's an Arrowhead, so I mean, perhaps that could come with its with its own sort of boon for the Chiefs. Obviously, there's fans there. Yeah, boon um, is one of my favourite words. Boon, boon. Yeah, it is good. Yeah, uh, Chiefs. I think have got enough, and like like Sam says, I mean, I don't remember a team that can effectively lose every game's time possession uh, yeah. and still win about 14 games a season. They are they are Leicester City in 2015-16 in terms of <laughs> they will basically have 4% possession and score four goals on you. The Chiefs will have 10 minutes of possession and rack up 37 points on you. So like, as far as I'm concerned, fucking go Chiefs. Go on. Yeah, beat them. Kick the shit out of them. Uh, no, we actually all went Chiefs. Which um, is, that's the worst sign of all. Yeah, as soon as you're in <laughs> unanimous agreement against Bill Belichick, then like we've fucked it. Yeah. All right, should we move on to uh, actually a tasty game in the late window, uh, Raiders-Bills? Yeah, uh, the Raiders have been a lot more exciting than I, don't think, than I think anyone was expecting uh, coming into the season. And the Bills... Three and out, beating the Rams as well in in very sort of uh, squeaky bum time circumstances last week. But they are a team that have all of the pieces, and Josh Allen has started to utilize all of the good bits of his game. And it is scary now watching Buffalo. Buffalo haven't been a scary team since the nineties, and now they are a scary team. So I have the Bills winning, but I could also see a Raiders win. It, it, both teams are just exciting. It's going to be a fun game. Mm-hmm. I've picked a Raiders win, but I know that I'm sort of going against the grain on this one because I do think that Bills team is exciting. Mm. One point of emphasis, I'm not sure whether, you, whether we discussed this or not, but did you see um, what came out of the Patriots-Raiders game? I didn't, no. Bill Belichick, he effectively stopped the Raiders in the second half by implementing... They were double-teaming the checkdown. What? 
they were double covering the check down <laughs> and daring Derek Carr to beat them over the top and he wasn't able. That's how they won. Oh my God. If you go back and watch footage, you will clearly see in every play, the check down is double covered. It's mad. Oh my God. It's mad how, it's mad how that works in, in 2020. Well, this is, this is the downside of having Derek Carr as your goddamn quarterback. If you're not going to actually utilize any form of passing play over 10 yards I mean it's what's happening to the Saints any team can go in and beat the Saints because all they've got to do is double cover Alvin Kamara they've got to double cover the tight end on a curl at five yards they've not got any wide receivers to really worry about except sort of Emmanuel Sanders but who's fucking throwing that over like a a fucking defensive front 10 yards away because Drew Brees isn't and then Jameis comes in week five and it's back to excitement. Yeah. Um, should we go 49ers Eagles? Yeah, this is the injury bowl of the of the season. Both teams are down to what I always like to refer to as sticks and twigs. And <laughs> uh, God, I mean Carson Wentz is is last year we could blame it on on just the injuries. This year he's played badly. Yeah, he's not he's not been Carson Wentz at all. He's been no. Jared Goff rookie year sort of level bad. Or Jared Goff last year level bad. Yeah, <laughs> take take your pick. Yeah. But I mean, and obviously the other defense take your pick, but because he, he's throwing a shit ton of them. Yeah. But like, it is that it is? Yeah, it's two teams that are you're you're absolutely right on their bare bones. I think the most the, the most intriguing thing for me is this: is how Nick Mullins played incredibly well against the Giants. And I know that's a big asterisk because it's the Giants, but if he plays well against the Eagles, then you know the 49ers really, really do have a decision to make. Mm. And I know I know that Kyle Shanahan's come out and said he, he's our you know Garoppolo's our starter. But I think a couple more weeks of sort of solid offense. I think why not roll with Nick Mullins? Do we know how long he's out for Garoppolo? I think it's still a while yet because isn't it an ankle injury? Uh, wasn't it like a high ankle sprain, which can be anywhere between sort of two and six weeks? Yeah, something like that. One, th- one thing going back to sort of Nick Mullins specifically is, well, in in the sort of battle for who is the actual one that people want to watch, Fox. I think it was Fox. Do you know how like every every game that's on TV gets like its own like little press coverage bit and they always show like which games are the important games for every well every time slot on the week yeah they are advertising this game because obviously it's the the late night game on on sunday yeah somehow and instead of having like they had every quarterback from from the sort of big games of the week do you want to know which one of the two was being used to advertise this one because i can sure as hell remind you that it's not carson wentz Nick Mullins <laughs> is the real selling point for this game. And that's how little faith that Fox has in, in Carson Wentz. And but you, you remember two years ago, Tom, I was saying to you, I really like this Nick Mullins guy. I was, yeah, like, uh, I, was in, I was in no hurry for Garoppolo to come back. Yeah, because was it, was it a game against Las Vegas? Well, Oakland at the time. And Nick Mullins ended up throwing for like 350 yards. That was like George Kittle's like big breakout game that's as well. Because right, yeah, he yeah. made that huge... A catch that went up the middle, where he sort of hauled it in from behind him. It was a, it was a damn fine game from from Nick Mullins that one. And yeah, I remember I remember you calling for for him to be the starter. But more Mullins. Are, are you, <laughs> is your name now? Can I borrow a feeling? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck's sake! And you sent me a cup of love. <laughs> I only know that song because of The Simpsons. 
yeah, that's I'd, I'd buy his tape. I'd buy Kirk's tape as well. Not Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Kirk Van Halen. <laughs> I never thought I'd respect a Kirk less than Kirk Van Halen. <laughs> Why? Do you reckon that Kate Cousins sleeps in a racing car bed? No, I have it. I have it it on good authority that he sleeps in something as dweeby because he sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber every night. What? In order to keep his body fresh and his white as white as it could be, he sleeps in a hyperbaric chamber every night. Fuck off! No, he doesn't. Seriously, I sleep in. I sleep in a hyperbaric chamber every night so I can be just this mediocre for years to come. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I sleep in a big bed with my Super Bowl pins. Well, I'll tell you what, Sam. Sam, when he leaves his yeah. bedroom, there's no stairs immediately, and then when he goes up them, it's his mum's kitchen. That's his own house. What? Because hey, that... Daniel, Jones lives, that Daniel Jones lives in his mum's basement. Oh, my God. Right, okay. Shall we move 49ers-Eagles? We already uh, did no, that. We did that one, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Um, Tom, do you want to at this point then explain for us why there is no Tennessee-Pittsburgh this week? There is a reason why there is no Tennessee-Pittsburgh, Ed, (laughs) and the reason is uh, that the Tennessee Titans decided that they were going to play Sunday's game, allegedly, against the Vikings, even though one of their coaches had apparently contracted COVID-19 and tested positive, and they sent the players out there anyway. And now there is an outbreak within the Tennessee Titans organization, which has then resulted in the Steelers having to take week four as a bye week instead of their usual eight week eight bye week, which is the perfect <laughs> bye week. <laughs> so I am furious with Tennessee. Make them forfeit. Fuck them. If you're going to go out and for getting COVID? Yeah, I'm furious with them for, for playing in Sunday's game without reporting. They, was, that, was it a confirmed like, positive case? Yeah. At that point. Yeah, the, was it? Because I've, not, it I've was, not read this before. So it was, I think it was a linebacker coach who was the one who had it. And apparently, apparently he was left at home and didn't travel with the team. And the reason why is because he's then tested positive for COVID. He's one of the people that has. And they still Do played Sunday. What players were, like what players it was that have tested? So far, like, we have no idea. Because surely um, that makes a difference for the Vikings. All, they're all from different groups, but there's been no positive tests for the Vikings. So I think their game is scheduled to go on as normal. Yeah. There is, sorry, there is one player from the Titans who was a, I think he was a member of the secondary and he has tested positive and he played, I think he played like 75% of their snaps on Sunday. So Tennessee has basically, according to their state's very lackluster policy on masks and social distancing, because America is a shithole when it comes to believing (laughs) in COVID. Maybe they'll fucking tighten up now that Trump's got it, but... You never fucking know. But did, did you intentionally tell them to tighten up? I didn't mean to, but <laughs> fucking tighten up, you bastards. But yeah, fucking yeah, I'm I'm furious. The Steelers organization are furious. Tennessee don't seem to really give a shit. The Vikings, I can imagine, are probably vibe? furious. Well, I, I think we've managed to escape it, I think, so we're all right. But I can imagine well, some fuming yinzers. Well, the reason why you, I, I'd imagine that the Vikings will be furious is because your your practice facility has been shut down for like two days now. Coming up to a, a very crucial game against another 0-3 team that you need to win, mm. that game will go ahead on Sunday. And the Vikings yeah. have missed two games of practice, uh, two days of practice. Well, for, fortunately, they only missed one really because like there was a there was a Tuesday, which is the 
of teams normally have it off. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's not an ideal situation to prepare for, but it's certainly, it's certainly more challenging on Tennessee to actually have players and coaches test positive and sort of for the Steelers to have their schedule changed. Well, yeah, because it's almost as though the, ten- the Tennessee Titans are now not being penalised by getting an extra week of, of potential rest. If, if it was an injury, like say, for example, with the 49ers and Eagles who have no players left, they would just be told, just suck it up, next man up, play with your backups. But the Titans, despite the expanded practice squad, getting a chance to rest up, a chance to avoid an 0 and, uh, sorry, a 3 and 0 team. So salty, Jesus I know. This is, this is, oh. All this because you've got a week four buy instead of a week eight buy. This is, yeah, this is bafflingly vitriolic. Well, if you, if you think about it, if there's a, if there's a team that, you know, actually has hopes of potentially reaching at least deep into the playoffs, that's 16 weeks of continual football, which is... I mean, there is another way to look at it, which is that unlike, uh, you know, a torn ACL, COVID is both life-threatening and contagious. So they're probably doing the right thing to shut things down now. If it does come out that, yeah, they've sort of flouted the, re- the regulations of the league and the state, then I think that they deserve sort of fines and punishment. But for now, I'm not sure. I mean, there's no way the game would go ahead. Like even you know if they were using you know second teams or dudes from the practice squad or like like it's a it's a risk that I feel like no one would be willing to take. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, yeah. I wouldn't go to a supermarket where someone had coronavirus, so I certainly wouldn't step out on a field where someone had it. Exactly. But, but say for example, if we had sort of a, a potential different team, would they have been this sort of happy to postpone it or would they have either said, you know, well, you can't field your team. Are you, are you going to have to forfeit? Or Well, I can, gar- I can guarantee you something right now, which is that there are very few fan bases that would be as salty as Pittsburgh about it. Very, very <laughs> probably, few. Probably, but there's a reason why Pittsburgh has won six. It's because we're competitive over in the Steel City. <laughs> Oh dear. So, okay. Vontis Perfect's competitive. Vontis Perfect's also a dick, though. <laughs> and also, Vontis Perfect hasn't won anything. <laughs> That's true. Go on, Sam. What you got? I've got that. I'm leaving. Okay. Oh, well, quickly. <laughs> yeah. I have... 30 seconds um, on Packers Falcons. Go. If you think that this Packers team is going to lose, then you're an idiot. There we go. We've heard it here first from, from Sam. I can't believe Alan Lazard's fucking out. I was so hot on him. Okay. I'm going to go. He's going to rile me up about Alan Lazard. <laughs> Where are you going? I need to get ready. I'm going out. You're going clubbing? Yes. You're going to a comedy night at Leadmill or something? (laughs) No, I'm going to the pub. (laughs) The same pub that hurt your leg? No, but I do need to go back. It is. Gross. Okay. Oh, I can move my toes now. Yeah, that's yeah. excellent. Good work. They won't have to take my leg yet. Okay, I do need to go now. In a yeah, Enjoy your week four bye, nerds. Yeah, I have a week four bye. I do. I mean, it was more directed at top, but... Okay. You know. We'll have a week four bye from us. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> should, we, should we move over to Packers-Falcons before I sort of pop a blood vessel in the back of my head? I think Tom, I think Sam said it all, frankly. Yeah, pretty if much, you, yeah. If you pick against the Packers, then you're foolish or Matt Ryan. If I could ask you one question which I asked before I went away which NFL head coach is going to be fired next knowing that the Jets aren't going to move on from Adam Gase this week how likely is it the Falcons or Lions move over from Matt Patricia or Dan Quinn before Um, Adam Gase Dan Quinn needs to get out yeah Dan Quinn needs to be as far away from Atlanta as possible and I think it paints everyone in a bad light that he's still there. But I think the fact that he's still there is because Arthur Blank seems totally unwilling to make the change. So yep. 
on those grounds, I think Patricia might be the first to go and perhaps might even be the least deserving to go. Although I'm, I'm not going to sit here and advocate mm. for Patricia, but I, I disagree that he's the least deserving. I think, well, out of the three, he's definitely the least deserving actually, because the other two are both incompetent. Well, Gase is incompetent in all forms and Dan Quinn is incompetent at winning. Uh, whereas Matt Patricia sort of last year at least had the excuse of his very great quarterback being injured for eight weeks. But yeah, the the Lions have made good talent look shit for the entire Matt Patricia reign, I think. Mm. And this year is 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 no better because now they've got actual promising players, especially on offense, and they are still very shit. Yeah. So, but I yeah, think, I think all three of them. I think their teams need a reboot. Mm, yeah, it's, it's just a shame Ron Rivera is not available. Well, yeah, he'd be actually perfect for this Detroit team because he's he's well organized. He, he at least would get something out of the running back combo of Carry On Johnson, Adrian Peterson, and DeAndre Swift. Do you know what's really what's really sort of telling about the Lions franchise right now is the Lions have got two very hotly sort of anticipated running backs. Both of them have shown great talent, and Adrian Peterson has gone in there as a thirty-eight. Year old man? I don't think he's that old. I think well, Frank Gore's 38. I think, yeah, I think he's 36. And is probably still ahead of them in the depth chart, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Which yeah. probably shows just how little Matt Patricia cares about developing talent. Well, DeAndre Swift is, I think he's injured now. So I think that's the main reason why he's not playing much and yeah to be honest I don't rate carry on Johnson in the same way I don't know whether you can hear I think that's I don't think it's gunshots no I, I do think live it's in a exhaust. very sketchy neighborhood I think it's definitely exhaust bursts wouldn't like, be the over... first time it's, it's gunfire Tom what has someone been shot around you before yeah the, there's a couple of co-ops where bad shit's gone down yeah I mean I am safe there don't appear to be any bullets in my house yeah yeah, I think we should probably just, unless you've got anything else to say, I think we can come to a round conclusion. Well, is it worth us mentioning our role elsewhere? I don't think so. Yeah, I think I think what I was going to suggest we did. Yeah, is perhaps speak to Ben and see if he's got like a statement he wants us to sort of give. Okay. You know? Because I think that's, if he wants us to talk about the the product, which is as yet untitled by us, then I'm more than happy to. But I think for the moment, we should leave that until we get the sort of a green light on it. Okay. Well, to be fair, we'll be recording on Tuesday anyway, so we'll know by then at the latest. I just didn't. I didn't ask him before this one. I will. I will ask him in a bit. But yeah, I mean, I can always. I can always share it on the Twitter pages and stuff. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. Yeah. Precisely. And I've got to go now because I am about to make a chimichurri for a steak, which is going to be rad. No worries. Well, pleasure pleasure catching up with you. Yes, um, same to you. And I guess we'll see you on Tuesday. Yes, see you on well, Tuesday. You'll probably you'll probably hear from us on Thursday on or Friday next week. You can also hear from us on, on Sunday on the Twitter where I will be back live tweeting Red Zone and you can check us out there at Stiff Lip Pod so yeah yes play us out Tom that was mournful I loved it (laughs) thank you anyway enjoy see you later see you see you